This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging for Canadians. Welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me for our inaugural show. Today, the popular American chef Lydia Bastianich will join us to talk about the role of food in today's world and the importance of slowing down to enjoy it. And speaking of food, if you're tired of blaring music in restaurants, we've got relaxing music designed for dining, and we'll find out why too much noise can be bad for your health when Dr. Arlene Bronzeff drops by. Also, David Sursta and Ross Mayot join us for our CARP chat to talk about the upcoming Zoomer Life Conference, a one-day event that brings the world's leading thinkers together to discuss important topics that affect Canadian Zoomers. But first... Here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. A new study confirms what we know about Zoomer incomes, and it's good news for the baby boom generation. Zoomers are approaching retirement, if they choose to retire, with more wealth and higher incomes than any previous generation. And they're also a lot better off than the next generations. The research out of British Columbia finds that since 1976, the Canadian median household income for couples aged 55 to 64, has risen nearly 20% to $76,000. Not so for their children. During that period, income for couples aged 25 to 34 has gone up less than 5% to $68,000. The researchers say Zoomers are well-fixed because housing prices have nearly doubled over their adult lives. The average cost of a house in 1976 was $192,000, Today, it's 339000 This makes it easier for Zoomers to cash out and much tougher on young couples trying to start a family. Being a Zoomer in America is about to get better. Starting in January 2012, Social Security recipients will get their first increase since 2009. The 3.9% hike means an average extra $39 a month, or just over 467 bucks a year. However, part of this increase might be erased due to increasing Medicare premiums, which are already automatically deducted from Social Security payments. A report out of New Zealand suggests that by the year 2051, citizens over the age of 65 could make up 10% of the country's workforce. Senior Citizens Minister John Carter says there would be a serious skills shortage if the aging population does retire at 65 and that staying on will ultimately create more jobs for younger people. And finally, an interesting sales study out of France shows that an increasing number of retirees are purchasing recreational vehicles. Over the past 15 years, RV sales in France have risen significantly from 5,000 a year to over 20,000. The sales growth has been attributed to the increase of a wealthy retiring population. Most RVs in Europe cost over 50,000 euros or 70,000 Canadian dollars and are outfitted with all the same modern amenities as a condo. 
Those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. I'm Libby Snymer, and you're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review on the new AM740. It's the most important time in the Zoomer calendar. Coming up next week, we have the key annual events for CARP, and the public is welcome. On Thursday, it's the Zoomer Life Conference on Health and Wellness. Friday morning is the CARP Annual General Meeting, and on the weekend, the very popular Zoomer Show. Joining me now are Ross Mayotte, CARP's VP of Community Development, and David Sirsta, the producer of Zoomer Media's shows and conferences. Welcome. Nice to be here. First things first, the Zoomer Life Conference coming up on October 27th. David, what's the theme of the conference and what kind of lectures are we going to be hearing there? Well, the Zoomer Life Conference brings together some of today's brightest minds on topics that really interest uh, this demographic, health, wellness, longevity, and the spiritual, mental, and physical secrets that will contribute to them. Uh, You know, a lot of our speakers are going to be talking about uh, medical insights, brain and body exercise, and alternative therapies. Can you give us a couple of examples of people that we'll be able to hear? Well, the way we've broken down the conference is four sessions of about three or four speakers. Um, We're going to be delving into, for example, life and everything around it. Uh, We have uh, speakers. Big topic, David. (laughs) Big, big topic. Um, But we're going to kind of narrow into uh, medical well-being and longevity with people like Dr. Brian Goldman, who you might know uh, for being the host of CBC's White Coat and Black Arts. Uh, we also have Zachary Levine, who's a ER physician. He's a medical correspondent at Zoomer Radio. We also have Marcus Lau, who's a naturopathic physician. And his main uh, uh, thrust in what he's talking about is getting off prescription meds. Ross, this is part of a big weekend for CARP members. Tell us a bit about that. Well, it is. It's the one time a year that we bring all of our chapter chairs uh, in from across the country. And we treat it as kind of a CARP convention take part in the conference, be there for the workshops that take place at the AGM, and then experience the Zoomer show and get a feel for what's going on. And that sense of being connected uh, and the value and the the sense of purpose is a large part about why we have our chapters right across the country. Because you get connected to your community, you contribute to your community, you benefit from being involved in your community, and that sense of connectedness is very much a theme of what our chapters are all about. Mm -hmm. And are you hoping that this weekend will also get other people to get involved? Oh, exactly. Part of it is... Uh, one of the things we're doing is a marketing workshop and and building the volunteer network at the AGM. So that sense of come on in, get involved, uh, uh, understand what CARP is trying to do in terms of its advocacy, in terms of its community development, and play a role. Uh, And the more you get involved and the more chapters we have across the country, the more that sense of being involved in a mission that really is important in our aging society. Okay, now David, so the Zoomer Life Conference is on October 27th at the Church of the Redeemer, and the Zoomer Show is on the weekend. So tell us about the Zoomer Show. What are we going to find there? This year, we've got a jam-packed main stage of entertainment. We have, uh, features some incredible acts. Uh, Ryan Dan, the singer-songwriter siblings. Uh, We have uh, the legendary Downchild Blues Band, Dan Hill. Dan Uh, Hill, love Dan Hill. We have a pop opera group, a new uh, female group called Naria, which if you can think Il Devo, this is is four women who sound like Il Devo, but 
They're women. They're women. And then we have Pavlo, the flamenco-style guitarist, who's extraordinary. And uh, and then we're closing the day off with a fantastic solid gold uh, performance uh, uh, featuring the music of the Rolling Stones, the Doors, and the Beatles. So it's a lot of exciting things. And uh, and in the Zoomer Talk Theater, we've got talks going on from 9.30 until 4.30 every day uh, on various subjects on well-being and longevity. Um, and some of them include Dr. Marla Shapiro and Corey Mullen, the... Uh, um, Canadian Olympia, Olympist. Uh, so some really uh, great, great things there. And we have a fantastic art exhibit that's curated by Moses Neimer called Timeless, Zoomers and Immortality. And uh, you'll be able to see a lot of the submissions right at the Zoomer show. And you can uh, follow this uh, uh, gallery at the Twist Gallery right after that. Uh, it's going to be running from November 3rd to the 27th. So some really good stuff. I think it's going to be a very exciting weekend. Ross Mayot, David Sursta, thanks so much for joining us. And remember, if you want more information on either of these conferences, go to zoomerlifeconference.ca or zoomershow.ca. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. It's time for a short break, but stay tuned. In just a moment, we'll be joined by celebrity chef Lydia Bastianich to talk about the importance of cooking food and making sure we take the time to enjoy it. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging for Canadians. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Zneimer. Her passion for Italian cuisine has inspired her incredibly successful career as a chef, restaurateur, television personality, and cookbook author. I caught up with Lydia Bastianich when she was in town to promote her newest cookbook, Lydia's Italy in America. Lydia, your show is obviously, it's Italian food, it's wonderful food. The Mediterranean diet is supposed to be the healthiest diet there is. Is that part of your motivation for trying to bring it to North Americans? Uh, it absolutely is because, you know, food is something to be enjoyed, to get pleasure uh, pleasure from, but it is also something that should keep you healthy and, and well uh, in your lifespan. So the consciousness with which I approach food is exactly it's the Mediterranean way, and it seems uh, that that's the way to go. Why do you think it's so hard to get North Americans to eat healthy? I, I think that, you know, uh, I was trying to analyze that, and certainly it's a land uh, uh, that can yield wonderful products and all. I think it's the Industrial Revolution that really took us for a, for a ride where uh, everything was to be faster and more convenient and the women needn't uh, spend time in the kitchen. Not that they should be slaves in the kitchen, but you know, that labor was kind of cooking and housework was all frowned upon. And and hence, you know, all the small farming and all of that always has given way to big machines and big industries. So, but I think, you know, it's the second generation well into almost into a third and we see the damages that came with that uh, kind of big business industrial revolution kind of mentality we need to go back to basics we need to go back to the season we need to go back to a conscious farmer a conscious way of raising our, our, our animals and ultimately a conscious way of cooking and eating eating seasonal and eating local what do you think the secret is with getting North Americans to appreciate 
food and cooking food and, and also sitting together and eating the food. Yeah, I think the two things that I get out of the show a lot is the Italian, the passion for Italian food. But then, you know, uh, I think the passion for everything Italian is so tremendous in, in America here. Uh, and, and the second uh, emails and all that is the comment of staying together. We have problem of eating family meals. Oh, when I see you and your family. And I may be awakening uh, um, a thought that has always been there or a feeling that has always been there. We should sit down more often with the family. We should eat more often together. We should eat the right way. And you should, because the table is a very special place. A table uh, full of good food is a, is, a, is a place that you nourish yourself properly, but not only that, you nourish yourself emotionally, you communicate. It's a place where you open up, you take in. You see, when you eat, your defenses are down. You're taking in, you need that to survive. And when your defenses are down, you take in, whether it's common, whether it's suggestions. So for a family, what a better place than to have a table of the family all together, eating a good meal and discussing the, 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 the wonderful happenings and the problems of the family. I know so many people that don't cook, even very simple things that don't take a lot of time. Why do you think that so many of us have this aversion to home cooking when, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as picking it up here? Well, you just said it, you know. I mean, I think that what I do is precisely I empower them and I make it you know, don't don't tell me you can't cook. We all have uh, an, an innate relationship with food. We need to. It's what keeps us alive. So you can't refuse or object food. You need to embrace it. So when you think that you don't know what to do, you'll be surprised. You know, just get in there, begin to do it. And it comes almost like a natural, almost like uh, a breeding or whatever. I mean, you know, there's something. Yes, yeah, some people cook better than others. Yes, yeah, some people are gifted. But everybody can cook something. Is the theme of your show something like getting back to those basics, those old-fashioned values of home cooking and eating together? I, I think the theme, the theme is precisely that: is what food can really, what food is really meant to be, what is meant to be in our lives, uh, and the connector, the family connector, the friends connector. Uh, food is a precious thing that it's been maligned lately. You know, food seems to be the culprit to everything, and if abused, it is. But if it's embraced in the proper way, in the way that it was meant to be, then it is the perfect thing for our our lives living well. Okay, just the last thing, just give me that line that you always have at the end of the show. Tutti a tavola a mangiare. In case you're wondering, that means everyone come to the table and eat. You can find Lydia's Italy in America in bookstores and on Amazon.ca. I'm Libby Snymer. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review on the new AM740. We'll take a short break and then return with a special feature from the AARP Radio Network about retiring down south. And we're not talking Florida. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging for Canadians. I'm Libby Snymer. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. When Canadians talk about retiring down south, they usually mean Florida or Arizona. But many North Americans are now traveling even further, all the way down to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Rich Halton from the AARP Radio Network files this report. This is the city they call the Paris of South America. 
This is Buenos Aires, or BA for short. You know, if anybody had told me I was going to be this happy when I was 65, I, I don't think I would have believed them. That's Peter Winterbull, an ex-New Yorker and one of many Americans who discovered the good life in BA and stayed. I moved here permanently in August of 05. And then I met my now wife, Maria. We both just, I guess, after a year and a half or two years together, we sort of uh, decided, why not get married? So we did. And we're, we're just loving it. And I love her kids. And uh, we all get along fabulously, you know. My apartment in New York, well, in New York, it would, it would cost $4,000 a month. Here it's three-bedroom, two-bath, terrace, air conditioning, tall ceilings, 40-year-old building, just solid as, solid as Gibraltar. And I pay $430 a month. And food is the same. Food is very inexpensive. I mean, people here get really upset if good beef, and they're the highest beef consumers in the world, if beef approaches $3 a kilo, which is 2.2 pounds. A couple of blocks away, there's an urban mall where we meet Maya Frost. She moved here from Oregon in her late 40s with her husband. They also like how far their dollar goes here. I would say, yeah, it's going to cost about half as much here. And it really depends on your lifestyle. You can lead a very lavish, expensive lifestyle here. But if you're coming here with the idea that you want to live differently, and yes, you want to save money in the process, then it's very doable. And I, and I think most people who decide from the beginning that they're going to keep things very pared down uh, are very happy with their financial arrangement here. Watch your step on the pedestrian-challenging main drag. At 16 lanes, the widest boulevard in the world, and a block from the American Club where we meet Robert Urban, a transplanted Midwesterner, now a BA businessman. A lot of Americans that have come down here and bought apartments in Buenos Aires, and they just said, geez, you know, I'm never going to be able to afford to live to move in New York City, or maybe Chicago or Los Angeles, but I can move to Buenos Aires and I can buy an apartment, and it has theater, it has parks. It has cosmopolitan cafes. I feel like I'm in Paris. Back at our sidewalk cafe, Peter Winterbull has some advice for Americans listening to this who are thinking they might be BA bound. Oh, and I also would say that you need to learn basic Castellano, the Argentine version of Spanish, and that life gets better with every word you learn. That was Rich Halton reporting from Buenos Aires for the AARP Radio Network. Isn't that music beautiful? That's Claire de Lune by the French composer Claude Debussy. Wouldn't it be better to hear a piece like that in restaurants instead of the loud, obnoxious songs they usually play? This is one of the many songs featured on our new CD, Moses Presents Zoomer's Choice 2 Perfect Dining Music. The CD is presented by the Anti-Noise Pollution League, a group devoted to silencing the trend of loud music in restaurants, the kind that drowns out your conversation. And it's not just here in Toronto that we have this problem. I spoke to Dr. Arlene Bronzaft, an expert on noise pollution, living in New York City. Well, there's a lot of literature which shows that noise is a health issue. Can you just go over some of that for us, please? Yes. Unwanted, unreasonable, uncontrollable sound. If it intrudes and the intrusion continues, then it creates stress. And stress triggers off physiological responses. Your heart beats faster, the pulse rate increases, high blood pressure. We know that we can expect if 
stress is sustained because the noise continues, it will have an adverse effect on the body. But short of that, it diminishes quality of life. How did the current mania for noise start? I mean, for instance, the fashion is in restaurants are, um, you know, uncovered tables, nothing on the floors, cement, everything that will amplify the sound. Everywhere you look, it seems the theory is that loud music or other noise makes a happening place. If I were going to a spot where, you know, 20-somethings were joining each other for drinks, then the sound might be loud. But on the other hand, if I'm going to an expensive restaurant and I'm going to spend two hours there, I'm, I'm going to want one that allows me to exchange conversation with the other people at the table. And I could tell you when I go into a restaurant, and if it's a little louder than I think I can handle, I find that my request to lower it is readily responded to. For more information, you can join the Anti-Noise Pollution League group on Facebook, and you can get your copy of Moses Presents Zoomer's Choice 2, Perfect Dining Music, by visiting Amazon.ca. Well, this brings us to the end of our first episode of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer, hoping you'll join me again next Sunday at noon on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM740 Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.